0: God, we honor the spirit of Christ who so richly dwells in this house to our pastor, Pastor Anthony E. Moore, Lady Moore, the entire Moore family to you, the leadership and discipleship and all the great people of the Carolina Missionary Baptist Church. Our God is absolutely great. I am highly appreciative to Pastor Moore and to God for allotting and affording me another opportunity to stand before this, the great people of the Carolina Missionary Baptist Church. I want to say publicly what I find myself saying to Pastor Moore privately often. Thank you for the investments and the deposits that he's made and continues to make in my life almost weekly. Would you help me celebrate my pastor, the Reverend Anthony E. Moore? He serves as the senior pastor of the Carolina Missionary Church for 32 years. Come on, you can do better than that. 11,680 days he's been your pastor. Our God is absolutely great. And while you're celebrating Pastor Moore, help me thank God for Lady Moore and the entire Moore family. Amen, amen, amen. I am a cyber member of the Carolina Missionary Church so every week I get welcomed into the warm embrace and the only thing I'm missing Deacon Hale the only thing I'm missing is that Lady Moore didn't say she's happy glad that I made it to the church this morning y'all tell Lady Moore she could have sent that on the screen and she's happy glad that I'm in worship today I honor God each and every one of you, and just appreciative to be in the Carolina church once again. I want you all to know that every pastor needs a pastor, and Pastor Anthony E. Moore is definitely my pastor, not just for preaching, but for manhood. He's helped me grow in my family. He's helped me grow in my personal life. He's helped me grow in my ministry. And I'll say it publicly and i say it privately. Pastor Anthony E. Moore is my pastor. No, I didn't walk down the aisle, but I am a member, full-fledged, of the Carolina Missionary Baptist Church. Every Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, I'm tuned in as I prepare to worship God at the Temple of God, and it's not be no later than Monday or Tuesday. I'm texting Pastor Moore about the sermon, about the praise and worship team, and the awesome experience I've had via the World Wide Web. So thank you, Carolina, for inviting me into your sanctuary Sunday after Sunday. Give yourselves a hand for being a great church. Amen. Thank you, Elder Hale, and thank you, Deacon Hale, for your warm hospitality as I'm always welcome every time I enter into the Carolina Church. I had the privilege to spend the night in the Carolina Church. When you had your warm nights, I came down to spend the night in the sanctuary of the Carolina Church. And as a result, we did something at the temple called soup and stand. We feed almost 100 people every month. And that was birth right here on a cot in the sanctuary <laughs> of the Carolina Church. And we thank God for that. Amen. Get up on your feet. Get up on your feet. It's time for the word of God. Won't you travel with me to Genesis chapter thirteen. Genesis chapter thirteen. Going to begin the reading at verse eight and conclude at verse eighteen. Strengthened by the presence of my Godfather who rode with me this morning and we thank God for our worship leader, Elder Nelson, who's done a marvelous job. Genesis chapter 13, going to begin the reading at verse 8 and conclude at verse 18. When you found it, holler back at me and say, word. This is what it says in the rustic language of the King James Version of the Bible. Whatever version you have, it is a version of the word of God. And Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdsmen and thy herdsmen. we brothers, is not the whole land before thee? Let's separate, I pray, from me. If thou take the left hand, then I'm going to go right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I'm going to go left. Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld the plain of the Jordan that was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, it looked good. As thou journey east, they separated themselves, the one from another. Verse 12, Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities and plains, and sinners dealt in the land of Canaan, and dealt in the cities and the plains, pitched his tent towards Sodom. Verse 13, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And the Lord said unto Abram, after Lot was separated from him, Lift up your eyes and look from the place where there are northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land that you see. I'm going to give it to you and the seed as the dust of the earth so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then thou shalt see also numbered. Verse 17, arise and walk through the land and the length of it. Put your feet on it and the breath of it. And I'm going to give it to you. Then Abraham removed his tent, came and dwelt in the plain of Morah which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. That's enough. The grass withereth, the flower fades, but the word of our strong God shall stand forever. Before you take your seat, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. I see victory. Turn to your other side and say, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. O neighbor, neighbor, o neighbor, neighbor no, matter through, no matter what you're going through, I see victory. You may take your seats in the presence of the almighty God. That's what I want to preach for a few moments with your prayers, but most certainly with God's power. I see victory. He that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit says unto the church. Minister Paul, I love the month of March. Month of March is an exciting time for me. We get to see God's handiwork as he's moving us from winter to spring. God loves us so much that just like clockwork, he does exactly what he said he's going to do. It goes from winter to spring because God is just that awesome. Not only do we get to see God's awesomeness in his handiwork, but it's also a great time for basketball. I'm a basketball fan, and the month of March is March Madness, and man, I love me some basketball. I'm filling out my brackets now as we're winding down to the end of March, but it's not only a great time for college basketball, it's also a great time for NBA basketball. Can I tell you why? in the middle of the season, the all-star game is passed and now people are waking up because they know if they don't get it right now, there'll be no playoff run. Man, I am a show sure enough basketball fan. I got the NBA ticket on my DVR. I got it downloaded on my phone. I like the NBA. There's something about basketball that I just cannot shake. It doesn't matter where I'm at in the day. I'm checking my phone, see if there are any tra- See if something is going on. This, the month of March, is very exciting to me. But anytime you talk about basketball, there's one player you've got to talk about. Anytime you talk about basketball, there's one player that you've got to talk about. His name is Michael Jordan. Y'all know Michael Jordan, don't you? Michael Jordan, anytime you bring up a conversation about basketball, you have to mention Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is absolutely one of my favorite players. But the the season that rings in my mind about Michael Jordan is the 1993 NBA season. Michael Jordan was on his way to win his third consecutive NBA championship. He had won one in 91, had won one in 92, and he was going to do a three-peat. Stick with me. We're going somewhere. The Detroit Pistons had won back to back. The LA Lakers had won back to back. The Boston Celtics had won back to back, but Michael Jordan was trying to three-peat. Holler back at me and say three-peat. He he was trying to three-peat, y'all, and as a consequence, he had the right team at the right time to make this three-peat. They go on and they win their third consecutive NBA championship. Oh man, that year they had a show enough squad. They had B.J. Armstrong. They had John Paxkin. They had Bill Cartwright. They had Scottie Pippen. But they had a power forward by the name of Horace Grant. Y'all remember Horace Grant, y'all? He had a brother named Harvey Grant. He, he was also a power forward for the Washington Bullets. They are now the Wizards. But Horace Grant and Michael Jordan, they couldn't get along. Man, Horace Grant and Michael Jordan could not get along. They were like oil and water. Michael Jordan ain't never done nothing to Horace Grant, but they could not get along. Horace Grant goes to Jerry Krause, who was the general manager at that time. He says, look, can't stay in Chicago no more. I gotta get out of here. I don't wanna stay and play another season. They interview Michael Jordan. This is before he goes to play baseball. He's sitting on his balcony of a hotel. They say Michael Jordan, Horace Grant wants to leave the the Chicago Bulls. How do you feel about that? Michael Jordan as he's picking the fire off of his cigar. He says what Whatever Horace Grant decides to do, I'm okay with it. You missed it. I'll come back and get you. Michael Jordan, as he's won his third NBA championship, Horace Grant wants to separate himself from the Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan says, whatever he decides to do, I'm good with that. See, Michael Jordan had vision, but Horace Grant had sight. Can I prove to you what was going on in the text? Horace Grant had sight, but Michael... Jordan had vision. Let me tell you what sight is. Sight is seeing the right now but vision is seeing what it can be. Sight is illumination but vision is revelation. Sight is seeing the right now but vision is seeing the not yet. Not only did Michael Jordan had vision, Michael Jordan rested in the fact that if God did it before, he can do it again. I, I just preached and you don't even realize it. Who am I preaching to that says you know what Dan Twan? that's the word for me I gotta start operating in vision and not sight and I, I'll be chief among publicans a lot of mistakes I made in my life was because I was operating in sight and not vision I, I was looking at the right now but not looking at what God can do for me look look at the text y'all hold up now Horace Grant goes to Orlando and as a consequence he wins no more more NBA championships. He goes down there with old Shaquille, O'Neal, and Penny Hardaway, and Dennis Scott, but he walks away with nothing because everything that looks good to you ain't good for you. As a consequence, Michael Jordan takes a 30 second timeout, goes and plays baseball, comes back and get into the triangle offense and wins three more championships. And God sends somebody by the name of Dennis Rodman, who was three times better than Horace Grant ever was. You missed it. I'll come back and get you. There's some times in your life when you've got to separate because separation always leads to success. That's exactly what's going on in this text. We find in the Bible in Genesis chapter 13 that Lot and Abram have come to the point. Lot and Abram had come to the point when it was time for them to cut their ties. Man, they had been rolling together for a while, but Abraham seeing that Lot was just bringing him down. He he wasn't getting along and doing what God had called him to do. So he calls a conference call with Lot and says, look Lot, I ain't got no static with you, but me and you can't roll like that no more I, I ain't got no issue with you but this thing ain't working out for me I, I ain't got no qualm with you but me and you we gotta split we can't roll like this no more but this is what I'm gonna tell you if you go left I'm gonna go right if you go right I'm gonna go left because I've got vision and I'm not operating in sight who, who am I preaching to I'm trying to let you know that although you separated yourself from some things God is still able to bless you beyond the separation. Let me prove it to you. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, we find that God is having a conversation with old Abraham. He says, look, Abraham, it's time for you to break away from your countrymen and break away from your father and go to the land that I'm going to send you. God is having a conversation with Abraham. He says, look, it's time for you to sever some ties." With some things, but in Genesis chapter 12, verse 4, we see that Lot takes it upon himself to go with Abraham. Look at the Bible. So Abraham departed as the Lord spoke to him, and Lot went with him. I'll give it to you again. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. I used to be slow too. They tell me that the third time is a charm. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. Abraham didn't ask Lot to go with him. God didn't say, I'm going to send you with Lot and Abraham traveling together. The Bible says that Lot takes it upon himself to attach himself to Abraham. Let me come here and see if I can make it a little bit plainer for you. I worked on a steak job, got my job at 22 years old. At 24 years old, I went to the credit union. I say, look, I'm tired of riding around in a hoopty. I need a car. I say, no problem, Mr. Brody. Get the car. Going to take the money out of your check. I go get me a brand new car. Go get me a brand new car. But I'm from East Baltimore, y'all. So after I get the car, I take it to the rim and I tell the man I want some 22 inch chrome wheels and tires. That, that's what I want on my brand new car. Ain't no need of having it if you ain't gonna pimp it out. I pimp the car out. I'm driving it down the street. My dad is riding in the car. He say this don't ride like no Mercedes Benz. I say it sure enough don't. I take it back to the Mercedes dealer. I'm 24 years old. Had a lot more hair than I do now. I take it to the Mercedes dealer. I, I thought the keys up on the counter. I say, I don't know what in the world you sold me, but this ain't right. You're gonna give me a loaner car, and I'm coming back after you fix my car properly. They call me three days later. They say, Mr. Brody, come pick up your little E320. I go to the dealer, pick up my little E320. He says, Mr. Brody, there's absolutely nothing wrong with your car. I say, what are you talking about? It's riding rough. He said, the reason why it's riding rough is because you attached something to it that the manufacturer did not put on it. Come here, let me get you. How many times is our life riding rough because we allow stuff to attach itself to us that God ain't put there? And don't look now. Although the thing attached itself to us, we allowed it to come into our space. I know I'll be chief among publicans. There's been some stuff in my life that attached itself to me that I did not say no to. There was some women in my life that attach themselves to me that I did not say no to. And don't look at me. I'm looking at you. There's some things in your life that you've attached yourself to that you did not say no to. But the shout this morning is that God loves you so much that he's given you power to separate yourself from it. You ought to push on your neighbor and say, neighbor, whatever it is that's attached to you, God is so powerful that you can separate yourself from You ain't got to get an attitude. You ain't got to get disrespectful. You ain't got to get malicious or destructive. You ain't got to put them out there on Facebook or Snapchat. All you got to do is say, look, whatever you don't talk about me, I won't talk about you. I don't go past the bar. I ain't got to put no liquor in my car. Don't ride past the hotel. I ain't got to worry about having no key in my wallet. I got so much power. I can attach myself from something, and I ain't got to get mad about it. Now, I know you're I know you want me to say God is going to bless you even with attachments, but our God has come to add to your life. The enemy has come to attach stuff to your life. I'll give it to you again. God has come to add stuff to your life. The enemy's job is to attach stuff to your life. Let me prove it to you. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all this other stuff I'll add to you. Ain't you glad That God adds to you even when you attach stuff to yourself that's not valuable for you. Let me prove it to you God added the job in my life God added the provision for me to get an automobile but I attached the foolishness to me and I did not say no when the man jacked my car up on the lift I did not say no as he was putting the tires on my car did not say no as he was putting armor on the wheels but I had to live with the fact that I was messing up the suspension in my car because I allowed it to attach to me come here let me get you there's some things in your life that ain't going to never get right as long as you keep carrying attachments look at the Bible. We move along. We move along. Genesis chapter 13, the Bible says, look, Abraham and Lot, y'all, they just can't rock and roll like that. No more. Abraham says, look, if you go left, I'll go right, and we'll be good either way. Don't matter which way you go, because I got vision. Holler back at me and say vision. I got vision that wherever God leads me, he's gonna make provisions for me. That's the word for you. Wherever God leads you, he's gonna make provisions for you. Bible says that old Lot decides to go to a place called Sodom and Gomorrah. If I had time, I'll preach about bad choices and wrong turns. He he makes a bad choice. He makes a wrong turn. And the Bible says that old Abraham goes to a place that's plain. It, it ain't looking like the National Harbor. It's just plain. It, it's just regular. Ain't no bright lights. Ain't no shining stars. And the Bible records, the Bible records that Abraham is feeling some type of way because he feels like he didn't made a bad decision because he didn't broke away from the attachment don't get mad at Abraham I've been there too sometimes I've been so attached to some stuff that I felt like when I detached myself from it that life was over but this is what the word says lift up your head oh ye gates and be ye lifted up in the king of glory it shall come in let me prove it to you in the Bible the Bible declares that Abraham is feeling some type of way God comes and speaks to him he says pick your head up and look at all the land that I've given you now that you done separated yourself from the foolishness who am I preaching to you caught up on lot but lot is really a noun in this text it's a person it's a place it's a thing and here is my relevant question what are you allowing to attach yourself to something that God can't uh, pick your head up and put you in the place where you need to be look at the Bible the Bible says now that you separate yourself from old lot. Now that you separated yourself from gossip and confusion, now that you separated yourself from the person, the place, and the thing, open up your eyes and see the victory that I've already had in store for you. You missed your shout because if you had it, you'd be shouting right now. God says as soon as you separate yourself from the foolishness, you're going to lift up your eyes and you're going to see victory. Push on your neighbor for the second time and Say as soon as you separate yourself from whatever it is that's attached to you, you're gonna lift up your eyes and you're gonna see victory. Look at the Bible. I'm not making it up. He says, look up you lift up your eyes and look northward. Lift up your eyes and look southward. Lift up your eyes and look eastward. And all of that belongs to you. Who, who am I preaching to? I don't know what your situation is, but lift up your eyes, and health is coming your way. Open up your eyes and financial break through is coming your way. Open up your eyes and your relationship is about to get better. But the first thing you got to do is separate yourself. There it is. There it is. There it is. He decides to separate himself. The Bible declares that God blesses him after separation. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. There's some things that God wants to do in your life, but he's determined. He can't move as long as you caught up in attachments. Holler back at me and say attachments. He, he's determined that he wants to do something in your life, but you cannot get caught up in attachments and children of God. Sometimes we live life with this illusion of permanency. We, we believe that things are always supposed to be the way they are, and no things are supposed to change. But won't you look at your neighbor and say, God wants to do a new thing. God God wants to do a new thing in your life. God, God wants to do a new thing in your life. Not only does God want to do a new thing in your life, you've got to realize that vision is the art of being able to see the invisible when other people cannot. You missed it. I'll come back and give it to you again. Vision is the art of being able to see the invisible when other people cannot. I I have no idea who I'm preaching to, but God wants you to have vision to be able to see yourself victorious even when other people are telling you you're going to fail. God wants you to be able to see the vision that you are going to be healed even when you walk into the doctor's office and he tells you you got cancer. God wants you to be able to see victory even when you go to your bank account and it don't look the way you want to look. Is there any testimonies in the house that says, you know what dad You're on my street. I'm living in vision. I, I'm walking in vision. I'm working in vision. My relationship is based upon vision because if I looked at what I saw, I would have gave up A long time ago, but is there any visionaries in the house? I walk by faith and not by sight. Pull on your neighbor and say, Neighbor, you got to operate with victory. Got to operate with victory. Look, look, look. Abraham says, Look, we're going to separate, and I feel a little bit better now because everything I see belongs to me. Everything I see belongs to me, but I would have never had that if I kept messing around with attachments. All this is mine, and I was feeling some type of way because I ain't want to let that go. Look what God had in store for me, but all I had to do was break away from the thing that had me bound. Look, 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 look what God is trying to take me, even after he told me, I want you to break away. And yeah, Lot decided to roll, but Abraham could have said, look, you can't make this trip with me. Yeah. Lot decided to go, but Abraham could have said no. Here's my relevant question. What's attached itself to you that you could have said no to? What's hooked on to you that you could have got away from? And yeah, maybe it's hooked to you because you just ain't said no. Maybe it's attached to you because you ain't say, hold up. I don't want to do this no more. Because we believe the separation has got to be so difficult. I got to talk about you. You got to talk about me. I got to disrespect you. You got to disrespect. No. Look at the text. Text says they broke away. He said, look, I don't want no static with you. And I don't want you to have no static with me. Here it is. Here's the point. So I'm done. The first thing you're going to do, if you're going to walk in victory, you've got to be able to move past the point of disconnection got to be able to move past the point of disconnection saying that you separated yourself from something ain't enough the enemy is not afraid of the fact that you don't do it no more what he's afraid of the fact is that you're developing after you decide to disconnect yourself from it Oh okay, yeah, you walking around talking about you don't drink no more that don't bother him but what are you doing to better yourself now that you're not addicted to alcohol Enemy ain't afraid because you say you don't roll with him or her no more. But are you making yourself better for who God has next for you? You gotta move past the place of disconnection. Here's the second thing you gotta do if you're gonna see victory. Don't displace to replace. Yeah, don't, 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 don't push something else out to put something else back in. Look at the Bible. The Bible declares that Abraham's got his head down, but he don't try to replace Lot. Abraham's got his head down, but he don't say, hey, I'm looking for something else. Sometimes we push something out, and we quick to replace it with something else. We live life by the Beyonce Creed. You must don't know about me. You must don't know. I can have another you in a minute. No, that ain't smart. Because if the you I had ain't working, why I want to replace you with another you? You'll get that on your way home. Got to this Got to displace. Don't displace the replace. Lastly, if you're going to have victory, you got to be determined to listen to God no matter what it looks like. Yeah, look, check it out. Abraham would have never felt himself in this situation if he would have did what God told him to do. He says, look, check it out. Move from your countrymen. Move from your pops. Go to the land I'm going to send you. He told you to move from your pops, move from your countrymen. So if I'm moving, you can't come. I send you a text. You'll catch me on Facebook or Instagram, but you ain't going to know where I live at. You might see me riding through the block, but I ain't stopping. I, 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 I'm, I'm determined to listen for God. You're going to see victory. This is what you got to do. You got to move past the place Disconnection. Do not displace to replace. And you got to be able and determined to follow God no matter what. Look what happens. Look what happens. Look what happens when you move past the place of disconnection. God blows your mind. Look what happens when you determine that you're not going to displace to replace. God gives you the east, the west, the north, and the south. Look what happens. When you're determined to listen to God, the Bible says that he's going to give you so much that the dust ain't going to be able to number it. Well, I brought some living examples for you. because I knew y'all wasn't going to shout, but there was a woman with the issue of blood. She had struggled for 12 long years, but she moved past the place of disconnection. She made up in her mind she wasn't listening to them old physicians no more. She moved past the place of disconnection. She did not displace to replace She went to see Jesus. There's another man. I brought another example for you. His name was Job. Satan says, look, I need old Job. God says, look, you can do whatever you want to do to him, but don't touch his body. Job moves past the place of disconnection. Naked I came into this world. Naked I shall return. He doesn't displace to replace. He don't put God down to pick something else up. And he determines to follow God along the way. Here's my last example. There was a man named Jesus, walked the earth for 33 long years, healed blinded eyes, raised people from the dead, but they walked Jesus up a hill called Golgotha, but he moved past the place of disconnection. This is what he says. He says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. He does not displace to replace says, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but thy will be done. He's determined to follow the thing all the way through. The Bible declares that he hung there. They placed the crown of thorns in his head. They pierced him in his side. They placed him in a borrowed tube. Y'all know the story. It's a Baptist church. He stayed in the grave all day Friday. He stayed in the grave all day Friday night. Stayed in the grave all day Saturday. Stayed in the grave all day Saturday night. Touch your neighbor, I feel a little bit better. But say, early Sunday morning, we all saw the victory because he got up with all power in his hands. I'm done, but you ought to get up on your feet and shake somebody's hand like a salt shaker and say, neighbor, I see victory on you, and it show enough looks good. Anybody in here that's got the victory this morning, you ought to show some signs. I'm moving past the place of disconnection. It's okay to disconnect with you because God has something totally better for me. I'm not going to displace to replace. I'm sticking with God all the time the way. Put your hand in somebody's hand and say, neighbor, I got one thing to tell you. Neighbor, I got one thing to tell you. Be not dismayed. Whatever be tied. God will take care of you. Squeeze that hand and say, neighbor, stick with God and God's gonna stick with you. That was the wrong neighbor. Put your hand in somebody else's hand and say, neighbor, I see victory in your future. You're coming out of this because you're gonna separate yourself you're going to move past the place of disconnection. you stick in with God all the way. Squeeze somebody's hand for the last time and say things are about to get better for you because you're walking, you're talking, you're living in victory. You're walking with vision. You ain't walking with sight. God has something better for you. God's got something better for you. This is why God's got something better for you, because you walking with vision. You ain't walking with sight. You ain't going to make that move Horace Bryant made. No, you're going to chill. You're going to relax. You're going to come back and watch God bless you. you going to move past the place of disconnection. Yeah, I want to get them told, but nah, I ain't going to do that. I'm good. I want to tell them how I feel, but I ain't going to trip. It's okay. Move past the place of disconnection, and I'm going to develop where I am. Not going this place to replace. I ain't going to push something else out and bring something else in. Now, I ain't going to try nothing new. Tell your neighbors, I ain't going to try nothing new. I'm going to stick with something old that still works. I'm going to take my burdens to the Lord, and I'm going to leave them there. I'm determined to follow God. All the way. If you believe it and receive it, you ought to give God praise for it. Go give somebody a hug and tell them, I see victory. I see victory. I see victory. I don't know what it is you're going through, but I I see, I see, I see victory. Man, y'all. We're it.